Hey, welcome to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. I am your host, David Uvita. And in this podcast, we'll share practical life hacks designed to shape your best life, love, health, and business. Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs starts right now. Hey, welcome back to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. I am your host, David Ubita. Our guest today is an award-winning broadcaster and the first Latina covering the sport of MMA in the United States. She's covered top MMA promotions like the UFC, Strike Force, and Bellator, to name a few. She is the 2015 MMA Woman of the Year, the unforgettable Andrea Calle. And we'll dive into her story when we return. Hey, welcome back to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. I am with the lovely, the talented, the unforgettable Andrea Calles. Say hello, Andrea. Hey, guys. How are you? <laughs> I'm so, so honored to have you on the podcast today. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us. So I have you on this podcast because your story is very unique. Matter of fact, it is really inspiring. I had a chance to take a look at it, have had some conversations with you, love your energy, love your authenticity, and uh, just wanted to share your story with the audience. So tell us a little bit about your background, where you've come from, uh, where you're at today, and then we can also dabble on uh, where you're headed. Perfect. Well, I was born and raised in Colombia. I moved to the United States 20 years ago. Um, I came here, I finished my high school here, and um, I went to college. I graduated from International Finance and Marketing from the University of Miami, and then I did a master's in entertainment business uh, from Full Sail University. And um, But I've been for the past um, almost eight, nine years I've been covering sorry covering the sport of MMA I was the first Latina covering the sport in the United States um, I'm very proud of it uh, I've right now I I have the chance to work with actually the creator of the UFC Campbell McLaren he's my current boss uh, in Combate America so back then eight years ago it was really fun because it was really the only females covering the sport it was karen brian that right now she does like all the fox stuff for ufc and myself we were the two females doing you know doing mma and covering all the big promotions at that time we had like ufc strike force bellator um you know and a lot of the local promotions so it was really really fun and um and I still do it, you know, I still have a chance of living my dream and having fun and enjoying what I do. I currently commentate, do the live commentating for a show, Combate America, where Fridays on Univision Deportes, so it's a lot of fun, you know, we're nine networks, we're very proud of it, actually right now we're killing 
with the ratings and you know we're very proud because they support the latinos they're the first promotion to actually focus in building the latinos so they scout you know fighters from spain argentina chile colombia mexico and it's very you know inspiring because we have great fighters we have that guerrero you know the warrior in us so it's amazing to see all these guys grow the promotion grow i've been with them for the past four years and uh it's been such an amazing and beautiful uh journey and i'm very proud and happy to be part of combat america and that's where i'm right now so let me ask you this you came here to the u.s uh, was english a second language did you have to learn it what was that journey yes like? oh my god so we, you know, back home, we were very advanced in math and everything. So, you know, I, as soon as I got here, I was AP physics, AP calculus, all of that. But my English was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't great. But there I had the chance to go to a bilingual school. So we did go, you know, we did see English and everything, but never like, so I didn't want to go to East or anything like that. Cause that would hurt me to get into school, into like college. So I went to regular English, but that was like, yeah, that was the hardest class for me you know in high school but so, i made it happen yeah i mean so you're a, so you're you're a grad student congratulations thank you full sail is an incredible school out in florida and because uh, i used to live in florida oh and uh what else has this whole journey i mean did you did you envision yourself being a commentator oh, no. uh watching people you know cut their their <laughs> with blood all over the place it's just, that was like the last thing ever so i was doing a master's um not the one in entertainment business and i've had a friend and he's like i, I was telling him oh my god i'm broke i'm going to school full time i can't work he's like oh you should model that was 10 years ago and i'm like model he's like yeah just do it you know it's great because you know you just fit your schedule however you want you do it around your you know your school and it's perfect and i'm like oh okay and then one day a friend comes and he's like like, you know what I have these two friends they have a show called El Octagono and it's an MMA show and they're looking for the face of the show they want a Latina female and you have you know that charisma and everything I'm like but you're crazy I've never worked on TV and I have no clue about MMA I barely know you know what the cage is no you're crazy it's like oh just meet them they're Colombian you're, they're gonna love you I'm like fine let's go so I meet the guys that was like a Monday or something and and they're like great see you Friday at this live event we're gonna see how you do I'm like oh my god I get there and they're like oh look your first interview is Hector El Macho Camacho and Clay Guida and I'm like what I'm like first I didn't know who they were at the time I know I'm so sorry and um, <laughs> and I was so nervous like you don't understand like I've never not a boyfriend not uh, roller coaster has never given me the butterflies that I felt that day. I'm sorry to hear that. That's when I knew that I wanted to do this for the rest of my life. So I told the guys, I'm like, look, I've never been on camera. I've never, you know, done anything with MMA. But if you give me a chance, I promise you I'll study and I'll go to broadcasting and I'll do whatever I have to do wow. to make it happen. And I did. So prior to, the, to hitting full sail, you were... Uh, studying a different program. Yeah, totally different. I was doing oriental medicine. I'm actually, I'm. I was already doing my intern, my my um, 
um, like residency because you have right, to so do you finish the courses. Then. I feel I finished all the classes I was doing. Actually, I had like six months left to do my yeah to, to, to take my my exam, my state exam. And um, but I never finished that. And it's a it's a long it's a four year program. So I did like three years, three yeah, like three years. So I was missing maybe a little bit more than six months. But yeah, I was already doing all my my clinical hours. So it's amazing how some of the things that never happened in your life wind up being the biggest blessings that kind of just yes. direct you in the path that you needed to go. Yes, it's 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 been a blessing, you know. I I feel blessed. One of the things is I think a lot of people go through life not being able to find something that they truly love and they're able to do that for work mm -hmm. so i feel blessed that i have a work that doesn't feel like work that i love i enjoy and you know i thank god every single day for allowing me to do something that i love i i couldn't agree with you more every day i wake up i'm like thank you father for another opportunity to serve you know my clients and and all that good stuff and it doesn't feel like work which is probably why for a stint there i was what three and a half years 18 hour days you know it just it's, it's flies, flies. By. exactly you wake up and your eyes are open and you're ready to to hit it yes um tell me a little bit about what it's like to be a commentator in one of the the fast fastest rising sports really in the world with a global presence uh ufc just got bought out for over four billion i, I believe it was uh yeah 4.2 yeah two years ago and um it was like a three million dollar investment not a bad roi if four, you ask me yes. <laughs> right actually they bought it from my boss four million dollars um 15 years ago uh the vertita brothers and dana white and yeah my it was really hard for my boss when they sold it for four point two billion dollars only thirteen years after he sold oh it. God. He that Jeez. was that was painful for him. But I uh can't you know imagine. But you know it's for me it's just amazing. I've had such an amazing journey. I've seen a lot of these guys grow so much. Um and in the sport, you know, it really has changed. The the fighters are so evolved. Um they you know, and, and we see it, you know, unfortunately, it requires the more evolved you get, the more it requires from your body. And, and that's why we see now so many injuries and stuff. But it's it's amazing. And the guys in the sport are truly warriors and they're truly incredible. Their stories are amazing. These guys, I mean, I think it's like any pro athlete. You don't understand what they go through unless you're really close to them. Sure. And, you know being a pro athlete is so hard because it requires so many hours of your day to dedicate to something that you never go if it's you never know if it's really going to pay your bills you know like we see all these guys in nfl and nbm oh you know i love their life they went through so many hours of intense training and body aches and you know injuries and all of that without even knowing if they were going to be able to pay their bills with that because and we see it all the time you know an injury after you know 10 years of being high school college careers in you know football and any other sport and one second and all their careers out you know so it's it's painful to see that because you see the good and the bad you see the guys that 
feel that they're great and they never are they're just you know close to just making it but never make it to that big promotion to that big chance and you know just suffering to be able to pay the bills and because they don't get paid unless they fight right, you know right, it's right. you can do a whole training camp and if for some reason that fight doesn't happen those two three months that you put into it you have to pay your trainers you have to pay this and that if that fight doesn't happen you will not get paid and you will not have money to pay your bills to pay your coach to pay your gym to pay your food to pay everything so there's so much behind that and seeing these guys grow and seeing these guys being so dedicated to and at the beginning i'm you know when they're just turn pro and they're fighting for $500 or fighting for whatever they're able to sell in tickets and stuff it's you know you really have to have love for what you do you can't say that you're doing it because of the money a lot of us that work a nine to five job can say I do this because I get pay well I do this because I pay my bills with it many of these guys they will never say that they do this because they really truly love what they're doing and maybe they're going to be able to pay their bills with it so it's so different so that's such a powerful analogy and example thank you for sharing that it leads me to ask you this question you're an entrepreneur yourself you own a couple of other businesses correct correct okay so what has working and watching the work ethic of of your average fighter versus the elite fighter what do you think the difference is what have you witnessed is the difference between someone who's elite and at the top of their sport at their game their weight class was a champion versus someone who is not i think it's so many things i i think sometimes it's been at the right place at the right time sometimes you know plus of course being always training being always prepared having the right corner the right training camp the right group the right support you know it's a whole thing we don't understand that the people are that's why it's so important to surround yourself with the right people because they make the difference you know we see a lot of these guys that have a lot of talent but the, the the training camp sucks so they go in and they have they're very talented they have you know they have that in their blood they have the right movements but they're not technical they don't you know they don't advance they get to a point where they're not growing with the sport so that's when you start seeing them get stuck and that's why we see a lot of the guys you know change training camps and we don't agree with them that's another story anyways um but yeah i feel that it's the whole support system you have around here it's you know your training your mindset your family because they need a lot of support from their family and a a lot of understanding the weight cuts are crazy their mood change are crazy so everything around them makes that elite from the regular one and like i said you know knowing when to say okay my my body needs to rest you know before a bad injury happens and they get you know they get so injured that they can't continue their career so so it's it's a balance it's a balance of knowing yourself accepting your surroundings surrounding yourself with a great team and making it work that's good stuff good stuff so uh, as we discussed a little bit ago you're an entrepreneur yourself you have this high-profile uh, position which you handle very well with class I, I really admire the way you handle uh, yourself especially in a role like this uh, the second piece is 
as an entrepreneur, tell us a little bit about some of your other endeavors. Okay, we do, my, my family, we own a construction company. We do uh, low housing real estate. Um, so that's been around, we've had that company for over 20 years. So I'm very involved in the real estate side and investments and flipping and uh, manage property management and stuff like that. And I love that because it's, um, it's a very different world. Uh, but I feel that it's, it's probably one of the businesses that gives you the most security if you know how to do it, sure. right? Sure. Um, your house is never going to walk away from you. Is that here in the U.S. or he, Well, we, the actual, the physical construction, we do it back home in Colombia, Got the it. low housing. But here we have real estate investments Got and it. I manage, um, I manage the properties. Uh, but, um, so it, it's. I've always said, you know, it's the businesses are great, but the most tangible business that you can ever have is real estate. Sure. Your house is never gonna walk away from you. It's never gonna say, I don't wanna go to work. I don't want, you know, it's gonna be there and you're gonna get your rent. And if you don't get your rent, you just evict them and you move on and you rent it again or you sell it once you feel it's done its cycle and you invest again and everything. So. I love that. I love that side of the business. And then right now I'm working on um, on a beauty on the beauty side. We have I'm opening a, a shop. It's a like a beauty center, like a spa medical center. We offer a lot of different stuff from permanent makeup, different treatments for skincare, and we're working on a skin. Uh, product line, so we're very excited about that. Is this from a from your previous education? And this is actually, um, yeah, kind of, yes, you could say that. But I've been, you know, I've been. It's been taking a while. Like this this year, I've I've had to get a lot of licenses and get a lot of stuff to be able to have. You know, if you're gonna own a business, you need to be able to do this and that to cover whatever doesn't you know whoever doesn't show up sure. or so I've been getting a lot of licenses and all of that but it's amazing I love that world you know being also in just as a broadcaster I'm always having to take care of my skin of the way I look of sure, that sure. way I feel so you know it's I think it's just one thing led to the other I've always been I, I've always said my biggest which I shouldn't say it's a mistake but one of the things I regret the most is I should have been a doctor, a plastic surgeon. That's really, that was Why my- Why is that? I, I love that. I love that. What, I love what? What is it specifically that you love? Plastic surgery, like, and, and being able to help other people. You know, I feel that a lot of the things you project is the way you feel inside. Oh, for sure. So, you know, I don't care what they say, it does help you know i don't want to be superficial but you know you see a female that gets her breast done or even a cancer patient being able to you know do their plastic surgery and reform their body you know it it, it, it boosts up their self-esteem and you meet a girl before they had their breast done and after and you right away you see there's a sense of confidence it's a sense of confidence sure. you know and i love that and i love the beauty in, in just a human being, you know, and and I've done a lot of stuff, like not, not plastic surgery, I had my breast done and my nose, but besides that, like I've done fitness competitions and I've challenged my body and I see it in fighters all the time, you know, they're cutting weight, their body transforms the way that, you know, all those cycles that they go through when they're cutting weight and when they gain the weight and when their most muscles are big. And so 
the body is so amazing. It is, isn't it? It's incredible, and the way that it recovers from sure. injuries, and the way it, How you can mold it. Into exactly, what exactly. Like you can grow your muscles, on, or you know, I can do a thousand squats and make my butt bigger. You know, like there's sure, sure. so many things that, and, and there's a science behind your muscles, and yeah. there's a science of molding the muscles. You know, it's it, it's incredible, and and that's if I could turn back time I think that's that would have been something I I for sure would have done so this is like the closest I'm gonna be to being a plastic surgeon uh, you know we do everything or the plan is to have everything from Botox fillers of course we're gonna have a plastic surgeon in the we're not doing plastic surgery for now but that, that's the plan, you know, to grow it to where we were able to to offer many different services in the beauty industry, uh, from the basics, you know, from threading to waxing to you know to fillers to Botox to all of that. I love that. I feel it's it's great, and I just love seeing girls when they leave so happy. Yeah, I think for you, <laughs> yeah, I think for you the payoff is the plastic surgery is the avenue or the method. But the outcome that you're seeking is someone who may be struggling with their self-esteem. Yes. Like one of the things I really want to focus, and I've always been, you know, a lot, you know, very into it, it's oncology. And um, and one of the things I'm going to specialize myself personally, it's uh, oncology aesthetics. We don't have that many. And, uh, and we do everything from, you know, with, with permanent makeup, we can do... Uh, we call it paramedics which is like reconstruction of the nipples and stuff like that and you tattoo that so we help a lot of of uh you know cancer patients that need the reconstruction and wow. and um and like scar camouflage and stuff like that that's going to be something that i personally want to do uh specialize and study more the you know the care of the skin when you go through the whole process of chemo and everything it's very different you know your skin is so different and so fragile after those uh, you know therapies that that's something that i personally want to to do so i'm getting all my statistician so i can do the oncology statistician which is like an advanced type of a statistician and then you have to be registered with the oncology statistician association of the united states sure. and and all of that so that's something that not a lot of people offer um i do want to have a charity where this uh, women do not have to worry about you know paying for their treatments or anything like that and have a charity that takes care of everything and you know make them feel good about themselves and try to you know, I feel that it has to be so hard. Imagine if you feel uncomfortable because your bikini doesn't look good on you on summer. How is it for these women that don't have a breast, you know, looking for a, for the soulmate? You know, it's not easy to be able to take not off that, your body. That, well, not that that should be the reason why you're so no, no. attracted. No, but, you know, it's a confidence but it's not, it's not, it, and probably the men doesn't even care. You know, because degree, they love them. Degree, yeah, sure. because they love her and they accept whatever. Totally. And they're, But for yes, you as a female, I mean, I'm telling you, you get a pimple and you feel uncomfortable because you feel everybody's well, looking. <laughs> that you, yeah, no, everybody. And you feel everybody's Ooh. looking at your pimple. Imagine these women. You know, it has to be crazy. Gotcha. Like, I, I thank God I've never been through it. But I don't. I, I think you, until we're in those shoes, we'll never understand really the way it feels. And until you see the face of a woman that it's able to look down and say, oh my God, I have two nipples. 
You know, it's sure. so simple for us because we just were born with them. Sure, sure. But they're ta that's taken away from them. That something that it's so normal and simple. But when disease hits, exactly, yeah. it's not. You know, it's not for everybody. So, yeah. so I feel that that's amazing. You know, being able to give comfort to the people that need it. I, I can think see it's your heart behind that. I appreciate yeah, that. That's that's very that's beautiful. Actually. Yeah. Um, all right, so as we wrapped up this conversation, again, thank you so much oh for God. hanging out. Um, I could talk to you for hours. I mean, very, very interesting <laughs> stuff. I love it. Um, what's one piece of advice or one uh, life hack, a shortcut, that you would give uh, to our listeners who the majority are entrepreneurs? Uh, some are just starting. Some are you know, doing six, seven, eight figures a month. Uh, what would be one piece of advice that you would give uh, that has helped you cultivate and, and really kind of direct you uh, where you're headed. If it makes you happy, happy, don't stop what you're doing. You know, a lot of people um, give up because it's not making you enough money at the beginning, and you rather give up your happiness to make those numbers. You know, a lot. Unfortunately, in our society, we are measure our success is measured by the amount of money you have in an account Correct. and that's not true really we should be measured our our success should be measured by the happiness we have we have so many people so many people kate spade for example that have so many money so much money in the account sure sure and life is not worth it for them and look what happened recently. Exactly. Anthony, uh, Bourdain, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Took the, his life this, today. The, one of my yeah, this favorite morning. personalities. So and no, and we've seen it with so many celebrities. Money, it's you can't measure success by that, because really the success and we, you know, it's in the Bible and it's everywhere. The true success is how much you get back and how happy you are. That's why we're here to help others be the best they can be. Try to be the best you can be, and but be happy. Being the best you can be is not being the most, the biggest billionaire. That's not, that's not true. For me, it's not true success. What is it worth? And, and I've read it so many places that, you know, humans are so funny because we come here and we kill ourselves to make a lot of money. And then we spend all our money to try to get the health back <laughs> because we never enjoyed ourselves yeah, yeah. and the money we made. Yeah. So, you know, it, it just makes no sense. Yeah. So for me that, you know, if you're happy, man, continue, continue fighting for that goal. One day you're going to see that you're going to be able to, you know, have your job be what makes you happy and make so much money out of it. And you, if you're happy, you're going to make everybody around you happy. There's nothing worse than, so you know, having a lot of money and being grumpy all the time and fighting with everybody around you. And, you know, that's why we see so many people by themselves and they can't have a wife and they, the kids don't want to be around them because it's money. It's not everything. Success cannot be measured only on how much money you have in your account. Very, very well said. Um, wow, great conversation. Hey guys, when we return, this week's coaching tip to help you take your business to the next level.
Thank you for listening to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast with your host, nationally featured author, speaker, and online marketing strategist, David Ubeda. We'd love to hear from you. Visit our Facebook page right now and tell us about your favorite episode at Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs. And make sure to share this episode with someone else. This would also inspire. Until next time, continue to grind, grow, and give.